Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar. This season, we're talking about marriage. Do you remember your marriage vows? Every ceremony, depending on your faith background, probably went something like this. I take you to be my lawfully wedded spouse, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part. According to God's holy ordinance, I pledge thee my faith. And in each episode, we've been breaking down each portion of those vows with our guests. And today we are talking about God's holy ordinance. And our guests today are Bo and Stephanie Charney. Hi, guys. Hello. Introduce yourselves to the audience. Tell us who you are, your family dynamic, how long you've been married. I am Stephanie and my husband, Bo, is sitting over there. I'll let him talk for himself in just a minute. We've been uh, married for 11 years. We have three boys, nine, five, and one. So our house is very loud all of the time. Um, and my husband is in the military. You want to say a little bit about that, honey? Sure, yeah. He took a... I guess I could say my name's Bo. Yes. And, <laughs> he has uh, a name. <laughs> I'm in the military. I'm going on 20 years, um, National Guard, and um, seven years active duty Army. And I'm still in. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah. I've been deployed a couple of times. Three times. Uh, three three combat deployments. Yeah. I like how he says that casually. It's no big deal. Just three. Yeah. <laughs> Afghanistan, and then uh, some humanitarian service. Yeah. Different states. Yeah. It's an interesting time for sure for you guys in particular. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, His last appointment was three years ago. Got home, right? Yeah. I I suppose I can go back. Two, three years ago? My first appointment was Iraq in 2005, 2006, 2007. It was an 18-month deployment. Mm. Uh, second deployment was Iraq again in 2009. It was a year deployment. And then just recently, Afghanistan, 2019, another year deployment. Yeah. yeah. Can I say how impressed I am that he remembers those dates? Because he can't remember our kids' birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> well, those type of engagements leave a lasting impression. I wrote them down. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the effect of cortisol versus serotonin <laughs> on the brain. Yes. So I'm glad that uh, there's more serotonin related to (laughs) the birth of your children. (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, I like to start every podcast uh, letting the audience get to know both of you a little better. So tell us how you met, how you knew that this was the one. What was that character or characteristic in the other uh, that really drew you to that person and made you sure that this was the person for you forever? So we'll start with Bo. So... I'm going to dive right in and get spiritual, you know, already. But um, I prayed for this lifestyle, you know, since as a kid. Mm. And uh, it's just funny seeing it kind of unfold and right before my eyes, you know, everything I prayed for, um, it wasn't meant to be. Like I've had other relationships and I thought that was the one. And then one day everything collapsed and God kind of threw stuff right at me. (laughs) I mean, it was one of those bizarre events that I wasn't, I wasn't having it. I wanted no relationships. I was like mm. giving up on everything. And there she was. Mm. And, you know, God was just saying, Hey, wake up. Here you go. And it took me a little bit to realize it, but you know, I realize it now that uh, this was God's gift to me saying, Hey, here you go. I have your, 
mm. have your life here. Mm. I was persistent. You were persistent. <laughs> she was. <laughs> but we're we're both in a in a bad place, and it's just amazing how it kind of you know mended together. Mm. I'll let I'll let you take the story in on that one. Yeah. Uh, when we first met, it was actually on the 4th of July and, uh, Bo had just come out of a pretty long relationship, like six year, maybe that that day, that day. Yeah. And I had just, um, I mean, I had a three week boyfriend at that point that I had just broken up with. Um, but we were both coming at it, um, just not really looking for any long-term kind of relationship. And, um, I saw him and I always say this, that it was love at first sight and it, oh gosh, it was for me. But um, <laughs> I think it, I was smitten at first sight, right? I was, it's just in lust because he was just so stinking cute. <laughs> and, um, but as time went on, um, actually six months after we had met was the first deployment that I went through with him. Um, so through that, and um, we had gone through some hard times during that, um, My dad passed away during that time. Um, All of those things together just revealed to, I think, both of us that we were meant to endure this life together. Mm. So That's so good. I actually heard uh, a song start playing when Bo was talking. (laughs) Not to diminish your side and being smitten. (laughs) I actually heard like the song, uh, One Enchanted Evening. It's like, here's this woman. And I told God I didn't even want to get into that. But, you know, here he just put her in front of me. (laughs) And I think it's when uh, we say like, you know, I've been trying to do it my way. And God like... Not my will, but your be, yours be done. Right. And how quickly he is to answer in those moments that you're like, wait a second, I yeah. like I wanted a break actually. Yeah, yeah like three hours, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Like everything was forced. Like that I just remember that day so clearly. Like I was I was in a rut and I didn't want to do anything. And my brother kept on calling me. He's like, Hey, come on, we're going out for the fourth of July. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna get your mind off things. I'm like, bro. Yeah. I don't want to do anything right now. Like, let me let me be. And he just showed up at my house, grabbed me. He's like, let's go. And we go to uh, Buddy's house. And I'm just sitting all by myself, you know, on this little chair swing. And, he really was. And just like, I uh, didn't want to be there. No, I mean, I didn't even dress for the occasion. I'm just <laughs> me being me. And, you know, then here comes Steph, you know, comes sits right next to me. Like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, man, what are you doing? Don't, don't talk yeah. to me. Like, <laughs> And yeah, she she stole the day. Like I actually forgot about everything from that moment on. We just started talking and having fun, and it. I mean, the rest, the rest is history. Is, yeah, it really is. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love that. I love that in the moment when you're like, I'm just like the grumpy man sitting on the lonesome <laughs> swing. <laughs> That she, so like, in that moment, you know, it's like, it's kind of like those moments where can you uh, bear, like, me even in the moments where I'm not my best self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to have someone come alongside in that moment is, like, the best indicator of, like, okay, this is someone who's not afraid of the hard things. Which I think for you, being in the military, that's, like, had to be, like, high up there in you know, what is your endurance and stamina (laughs) in terms of relationships and what is it that um, pushes you away and what is it that draws you in? And so do you think that was like one of those like light bulb moments of here's exactly what I was looking for, which I couldn't have put into words and yet it's so clear now. Oh, for sure. For Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I love how you're just persistent and just <laughs> going in. Uh, is that still true today? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's That's still big. the grumpy man. <laughs> I, got, I got better. <laughs> Uh, we, yeah, we always we always joke about him being a grumpy old man, but only yeah. because he's a he's a little bit older than I am, so I get to say that lovingly to him. But um, I I definitely am the one who is still right next to him. Like, hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> or, you know, sure. Like always trying to. We have a little mini journey to wholeness sessions in our house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're married to a facilitator. Right. <laughs> What would you say were the strengths that you saw in bold that complimented you? Mm, um, well, there, he has a lot of them. I would say uh, he's level-headed. Um, he, he doesn't let his emotions persuade his decision-making as much as I do. I'm very emotional. Um, he is consistent. He's um, protective. And um, his heart is, um, it's protected probably better than mine. Hmm. So when he gives pieces of his heart away, it, it means a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. <laughs> um, it really le- leads us into really what we're talking about today. Because in the marriage vows, honestly, as I read through them all, I thought, well, who's going to take up the task of taking on according to God's holy ordinance? <laughs> like, it's such a weighty statement. And really what we're talking about in that statement is, you know, this is something that is ordained by God. And so there is an order and a structure to it. Um, and really those uh, that foundation is built on uh, respect and honoring of each other in that I acknowledge and recognize your strength, uh, strengths and, and I respect you for them. And I look to you uh, for those things. And so uh, right away we think about, you know, a lot of the scriptures of Ephesians in which uh, scripture tells us to submit to one another. And we really honor each other and respect each other when we acknowledge those things in one another and uh, turn to one another in those areas. Uh, you know, it can be very um, um, maybe uh, traditional. Uh, many of us grew up with traditional sense of what marriage looks like. But really, when we're talking about respect and honor in marriage, uh, those words come with a lot of um, background and history and upbringing and, and perceptions. And so talk a little bit about, you know, how you've approached those two things in your marriage. How do you respect one another? What is it that you respect in one another? And then how do you honor that in each other um, in the context specifically of your marriage, which is very distinct um, and uh, uh, different than maybe the masses would hear, but so much similar. I think there's multiple levels of respect in our house. Um, you know, with me being gone all the time in the military, and then prior when I was National Guard, I, I worked for the sheriff's office, so I was I worked nights and I slept during the day. And um, the, the respect level is definitely there. I know who runs the house. I know who's you know taking care of things. You know, so I, I give that level of respect. You know, if, if something needs to be done or um, you know, I, I take that into consideration if uh, something's needed mm. uh, because I know where I, I know who's doing all those things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I think it's, uh, you know, vice versa. 
I think you give me respect too, knowing that you know I'm gone all the time. And when I do come home, you know, I still want to be a part of the family. I still want to be, you know, not necessarily the man of the house, but the man of the house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, take care of, you know, the lawn and trash. And <laughs> like, you don't have to do that. Like, I'm home now. Let me, let me take care of this. Let me feel like, you know, I'm the dad, like I'm, I'm the husband. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think we do a pretty good job at it. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit pre-podcast show about um, what our relationship kind of looks like when you're gone for long periods of time. Um, and then I have to step into the kind of like what you said, the, the head of the household taking on all of the responsibility. Um, and then when you come home, I have to relinquish some of that control and in doing that, I, I feel like that is giving you the respect that you deserve as a husband and as the father of, of our kids. And they need to see that um, mom can step aside and let dad come in and that I can um, agree with you on things, um, especially when it comes to our kids and when it comes to our household, and that we're not working against each other, but that we're working together. Yeah, I love that because uh, it would be so easy, especially over a long period of time. It's just a matter of how your brain works. And so literally your synapses are being reinforced into habits and a habit is going to form in not just 21 days, but like in 18 months and in three years. And so really the challenge that you have um, every period, every um, deployment to adjust those in a conscious way uh, that doesn't um mean that you're facing conflict on the on the daily right you want to like ease right into uh, that relationship and yet uh that doesn't diminish the fact that both of you have so much adjusting that you have mm-hmm. to do uh, back to just you know regular everyday life versus a very structured probably setting um i'm sure there are some people who uh struggle with that like they want to bring both worlds into both settings and yet uh how important it is to adjust to the setting that you're in and and again it's not an easy task it's not like we just return to normal because normal is it doesn't exist anymore it's 18 months later or three years later and there's so much growth and development that you both have had and so talk about uh that i i think about you know reintroducing yourselves into that um that daily life um what are the real practicals that you've had to do to actually make that change so that you did that well? Yeah, there's definitely got to be some some compromises. I mean, uh, through that, I mean, the communication has to be there between both of you. I mean, you know, I express, you know, what it is that I'm looking for. Like, if there's any issues, like, hey, I really like mowing the lawn. Like, can you let me have a, you know, a chance to mow the lawn? Like, That's awesome. You know, like, give me a chance at the riding lawnmower, push more, like, get to have all the fun. <laughs> you know, so I, I, the, the communication has to be there. You got to communicate what it is that you want. You can't be afraid to, you know, communicate that to, you know, your wife, your husband and, and vice versa. You know, like she's very good at, you know, saying, hey, well, you know, I've been doing this for so long. I have a routine, you know, let me, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll compromise. Well, mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, we'll start to slowly ease into it instead of like quitting cold turkey. And, mm-hmm. you know, then now we're clashing on who gets to mow the lawn. <laughs> I love that mowing the lawn is like top of the mind. So many couples do not have this dispute. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think, uh, I mean, just as a side note, I think 
women uh, don't realize that mowing the lawn is just like a break. I mean, you get to (laughs) sit in the the sun and the quiet. You get to put your podcast on in your headphones. I mean, it's a dream. (laughs) Um, But uh, from my perspective on this, a lot of people say, um, they'll say to me all the time that, Bo must be a drill sergeant at home. Everything mm-hmm. must be super orderly at home. And um, it's the complete opposite. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, I try to shelter anything military through the house. Like I don't, I don't want my kids to live that life. Yeah. And I don't want them to be, you know, grow up in a loving family and mm. not a military, you know, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. People just, they expect that. I mean, when they see him or meet him, it's, it's like just his persona, right? It's just even in the way you stand. Yeah. Um, but that's totally the opposite. Our, our household is very much, um, it's a, chaotic in a way. Well, it is chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> I try you to do have three boys. <laughs> you would think you'd come in and everyone would be sitting, reading a book or, you know, yeah. quiet. I mean, I'm glad it's not the Von Trapp family where you like blow a whistle and they all come running. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's some that. days, some days. But yeah, my kids would just look at me like, what? <laughs> like, what? I, we get to blow whistles now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I meant that in a way that uh, our roles aren't necessarily what you would expect at home just uh, based on what our careers are mm. or, or um, yeah, what, what you might expect. I think in our house, I'm more of the orderly one. I'm more of the one who keeps everyone on task and kind of keeps the train going. And um, Bo is a fun guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is okay. And I I also mean that to say, um, I think that a key to a successful marriage is uh, understanding what your roles are, right. um, and then kind of thriving and living in that. So in in our household, like I said, I'm the one who keeps track of the calendar. I'm the one who keeps track of, of the meals and all of that, the doctor's appointments. And that's okay because that's what works for our family. And Bo doesn't remember our kids' birthday birthdays. <laughs> and that's okay too. So when I send him to the a doctor's appointment with the kids, I make sure that he has... That written down somewhere. I think it's just uh, realizing your expectations for each other. And then, like I said, thriving and living in in those things. And I think it's easy to have respect within a marriage when you're not expecting something that's unattainable from each other. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. yeah it's those uh, uncommunicated, but also unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. of one another that aren't based off of uh, your true gifts and and strengths and the qualities, uh, but also you know can can home become that haven? I love that you're a completely different person um, in the two settings, in that you have uh, the comfort and the trust and the security mm-hmm. to do that um, when you're home, and there's not uh, just a preset expectation. Which you're right, I think. Uh, for a lot of us, there is this like perception of how that looks in your home mm-hmm. and, and how it's run. And uh, you're an early bird person anyway. So it's like, well, is it because Bo like, has to be up at five o'clock? Because like, that's how it is in the military, right? I'm not an early bird person. Yeah. <laughs> and so there are a lot of like preconceptions and maybe reinforced by some of the shows we just mentioned, <laughs> um, but also other kids who grew up uh, as military kids and the stories that they have to tell. So I love that you really just set the trajectory and the narrative for your family, um, like 
we often do that. Our upbringing will dictate what we do or don't do, right? And so that can be in favor of because you thought that your family was the best family and everything should be that way. Or because you saw that there were things that were lacking and, and you vowed that that would not be the experience that your family had. Mm-hmm. And so even, you know, I guess let's go back to even approaching. I think we all uh, talk about, uh, or in past episodes, we've talked about what we each bring to a marriage and what... Um, expectations we have for the other person what are we asking our spouse to hold Mm -hmm. and so really um you know that might be you know maybe a chronic sickness that can be you know uh, challenges in the family that can be uh, goals or aspirations that we're asking our spouse to hold and really uh saying you know i am i am military and this is my um this is my lifelong uh career uh presents a different dynamic so talk about did you talk about that like directly, overtly uh, from the beginning or was it just something that you learned and grew through? Hmm. I, um, well, at, when we met, it was six months later that he was getting deployed. Um, and so I, I guess I knew that was happening, but I didn't know what that meant. That was a little bit shaky yeah. that you said that. <laughs> we were still getting to know each other. It was like the dating phase, you know, yeah. where we're still kind of working out like where we're going and what's what's going on in, in front of us. Yeah. And during that time, uh, like Bo had mentioned, he also was working a third shift job um, at the jail. So that also had has its own set of difficulties and, um, you know, things that you have to work through. Um, but um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, so like I was working third shift, you know, at the jail and I was pursuing the career in law enforcement and a lot a lot was going on, uh, a lot of training. Like I was an instructor, like I was on their cert team, I was on like all these specialty, you know, I, I used, I, I wasn't used to kids or well, we didn't have mm-hmm. kids yet, but, you know, so I mean, I was definitely kind of the single life, you know, just always dedicating myself to my work Mm -hmm. and not necessarily putting my foot forward towards, you know, me and where I'm going in life. Mm -hmm. So then I don't know how long it was, but I was kind of consumed with my work. Mm -hmm. I I went to the state patrol. I failed out of the state patrol academy. Um, At that at that time, we were married then, right? Yeah, we were already married. We had been at that point. Yep. Yeah, so there was a, uh, a period before he fully committed to active duty um, that he was going through different kind of career paths. Sure. And um, that, was a, that was a rough time for us because I, anything I wanted to do career-wise had to be totally put on hold. Like because hold. Yeah, because I had to support him during that time and he had to figure out what it was that was going to make you know, make him happy, we're I to, guess. Right, we're just trying to find the happy medium, what's best for the family, what's, mm. you know, where I can excel in my career, and the world is changing. Yeah. And I think it was uh, it was one point where Steph turned to me and looked at me, she's like, you are getting really bitter. Mm. Like, I don't know what's going on, but we need to look into it. And if it's this job, like, we need to find something else. Right. And that just kind of got the wheels moving, like, Really, I'm bitter. Okay, like I, I need to yeah. find something because this isn't going to consume me. Right. So then, like I said, you know, the, the things that I prayed for as a kid was starting to unfold right before my eyes, and now mm. all of a sudden, like the minute she says something, 
a job opened up, you know, active duty full time and the benefits, like everything was just, just perfect. Yeah. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't have a shot, but you know, I'll go for it. <laughs> and it was actually, uh, like a step backwards. Mm. Like the, the rank that I had in the military was pretty far up there and I had to go backwards and mm. like take a couple rank reductions to accept this position. But my family comes first and mm. I had to do something yeah. and I accepted it and applied for it, got it. And man, the rest is, the rest is history. Like it was just, it was, it was night and day. Wow. And so you walked into eyes wide open. Yeah. Like you went through this process together, which isn't always the case. Um, a lot of times, you know, someone meets when they're on, you know, like a leave or something and they get yeah. married and then they're like, oh, this is what I agree to. <laughs> and so that's great that you had the opportunity to walk into eyes wide open. Do you think um, your your age, the fact that you are younger, made you more amenable to stepping into um, this or... Do you think there were challenges with with that? Hmm. I I do think that this is. I feel like this is not going to sound great, <laughs> but I think that um, me not having as much knowledge about the world at that point mm. did help, right? Because I was a little oblivious to what was actually going on. I was a little oblivious to the actual danger that was happening, and I was protected f- from all of that by Bo. Mm. Um, so I guess if, if myself now were to start that journey all over, I would definitely have a different perspective because, uh, well now I have kids. So, you know, that's, adds a whole nother layer, but, um, I think that my perspective of the world is different. And so I would have a harder time releasing him maybe Mm. and, and letting him do that wholeheartedly. And, and not wanting to like hold on to him so tightly. Mm, right. Yeah. And really, I think for you, her age was refreshing in that she had just a fresh perspective. It sounds like you were getting to the point where you were getting frustrated. And so the very thing that you prayed for, like, I just want to like highlight here, like God knows exactly the intersections, but the time frames, and he knows exactly you know, the things that have influenced us that are going to come to fruition at a certain point and only God (laughs) could really navigate all of the details of intersecting you guys on those swings (laughs) at a time, at at an exact time where you guys were in this place where you were going to uh, be a benefit and a blessing to each other um, and it would give you the opportunity to grow. I think sometimes we think, um, you know, we have all these like preconceptions about age and, mm-hmm. and time frames and when is the right time to be married or when is the ideal time. You know, and I think that's just different for all of us based on our stories and who could have, who would have put you two together, you know, two years before, three years before and said, yeah, that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. And to see, you know, it really was like the more of how both started, that match made in heaven, that it was really God who ordained those things. 
I knew that you each had strengths um, that were going to complement each other. Um, and really, uh, you know, I like to talk about, you know, that that Ezra weave or that Ezra commitment that um, I have this person who stands back to back with me yeah. and who where I, you know, might have a weakness or a doubt or a question really is the person that fuels and encourages me in those moments. Yeah. Um, but let's flip the switch a little bit because mm-hmm. I know it's not all um, rainbows and unicorns <laughs> because we're talking what? about marriage. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, talk about the hard things. Talk about the real things that you guys are like, man, this was like the hardest thing we had to walk through and really grow through um, in in the context of the challenges that we are presented with or have been presented with. I think sometimes you just got to, you know, know when to, when to let go. You know, like you can't hold on to, um, like, pride or mm-hmm. um, what's another word I'm looking for here? You just got to be humble. Mm-hmm. Um, things don't matter. What matters is, you know, your relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go we'll throw the word respect, mm-hmm. respect each other and family, like nothing else matters. And to, we, we try to shelter ourselves from anything that will influence that, like stuff or yeah. uh, money or, you know, anything to that sort. And we try to, uh, I guess the, the best answer is faith, mm. you know, to, to rely on faith and know that God has our back and that he's going to guide us no matter what. And when we have problems, we turn, we turn to God and mm. work through our problems. Yeah. I, I love this. It's something we talk about in journey and that, you know, the, when you're faced with the hardest things in life and honestly, uh, you guys are faced with like life and death. Every time you say goodbye, there's a possibility, Right. Um, there's something like we don't want to talk about, but yet you guys, I'm sure have had to have that conversation of, and if this doesn't go the way we hope, you know, what, what is our plan for that? And having those experiences, having to face that, um, really catapults us to really dropping uh, all the things that are not significant and important and really hold on to what is a, the priority. What is it that we're trying to accomplish and achieve here? And then to make the most of those moments. So I just love how you just went straight there. It's like, I know what's important and I know what's not. And so often we get caught up in all of the little things right. yeah. <laughs> that really... Um, Time is of the essence and we don't have time to be um, playing with those scripts or those narratives that, you know, we want to make the most of the moments that we have together. Um, I, honestly, in in the hardships um, or the things that we face that are hard, uh, that not everyone steps up to the plate to face, uh, the best benefit is that we get a perspective that is so much clearer. Um, I mean, what you just said, you know, I sometimes don't hear from 65-year-olds or they're just figuring that out. And I think, wow, if I could have a hard moment that gave me a clean perspective so that I could live my life to the fullest, I would take that. And so, you know, as we tell our journey to homeless participants, like, you know, don't despise, you know, there's scriptures, don't despise the small beginnings, but don't despise the hard moments, yeah. the hard moments right. that actually allow you to see and know better so that you can live better. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what would you say, Steph? Like, what, what's what been the hardest? So I just brought up life and death. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so well, that might be, that. yeah. There. <laughs> um, I would say for me, I struggle with um, disconnecting and uh, kind of disassociating. So um, when, I, when I'm going through something difficult, like uh, a deployment, or even, even when uh, he's gone for, like a two month or a three month period, it's, um, it's easier for me to cope by just kind of cutting off that Mm. emotion. Um, and so for me, I have to be really, really intentional with our communication and whether it's because we don't have the opportunity to talk on the phone for hours and hours when these things are happening. Mm. Right. Even if it's just a quick text message or, um, I was going to say email, which (laughs) we did that First deployment, yeah. uh, not so much anymore. But um, <laughs> uh, anyway, making making it a point to um, let him know that I'm I'm here and that I'm emotionally available, even when I don't feel like I want to be, because it's easier for me here to pretend like he doesn't exist. Mm. Oh. Mm. Eh. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Not you, that was an invitation for me. Let's show some <laughs> talk about that. Like, are you saying your disconnection is I have to isolate um, just even the thought of him in that world? Mm-hmm. It's just so, It's I'm going to cry even thinking about it. Just knowing that someone that you love so much is in a situation where they can get hurt, but also that they're just experiencing world and the world in a different way. Mm. And they're being exposed to things that you don't want them to see. Um, it's so hard. And then knowing that when he comes home, uh, you know, to some level, he has to put on the happy face and go on with life and, uh, and and just adapt from all of those things that that he's seen and that he's experienced. It's it's just hard. You don't want people that you love to go through difficult things. Mm-hmm. And then in in a selfish way, I don't want to think about losing him. And so for me, the easiest way to not think about it is to just put him in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Like I, I I kind of feel that too. I mean. It didn't really hit me. Like I, I'm so focused on the mission at hand mm-hmm. in training and everything else mm-hmm. that I kind of put the family on the back burner. And it wasn't until this last deployment when I had to write letters mm-hmm. to my sons mm-hmm. and let them know, hey, you know, if something happens, this mm-hmm. is this is how I feel about you. You know, like mm-hmm. in just in detail. And it really didn't hit me. Like, man, like I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do this. Like this is this is rough. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, I cried writing each mm-hmm. letter. Yeah, mm-hmm. we still have them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to shred them because they're <laughs> they're so they're right. so sad. Yeah, I mean, but, this is when I wish we had a camera here because both of <laughs> both of these two have yeah. tears in their eyes. As I mean, these are real conversations, hard conversations, hard things to write down and to face things that most of us don't think about or have to face. Uh, on a daily basis, you know, until we face a, a loss or a death in our family. And yet this is something that is almost part of your 
at least weekly, monthly, you know, vernacular of here are the things that some of us never had to write down or process or consider or even try to push away because it's not something that we confront on a daily basis, which is so different. Yeah, yeah. for both of you. And from a facilitator hat, let me just say that what what I was doing coping is not healthy. <laughs> right. It's not the way that it should be done. Mm-hmm. Um but it's what I had to do to survive right. during that during coping that point. In, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talk about coping, how it's it's really a scaffolding. It's something that we do temporarily, something even something artificial mm-hmm. uh, that we do in order to get through until the moment when we are well or safe enough to actually process the rest of it. And so talk about that, um, because as you're talking about some of the hard things that you have to face that we don't want to bring home. And yet when we're talking about marriage and transparency and vulnerability, how is it that you have, how is it that you work through those things together? Uh, I can hear like the protector and you not wanting to share with you, Stephanie, like all of maybe the hardships and evils of the world mm-hmm. uh, and not wanting to bring that home. And yet there's still this, I know you well enough to know that you come alongside and want to help him work through those things. How does that dynamic play out? Because I think sometimes we can feel more responsible for our partners than we should, but also there's still the oneness of what affects you affects me and and how do you work through those things in a healthy way? Yeah, I had to figure out what that, what his kind of pattern looked like for when he was ready to release some of that information. So at, at first I would be like, what happened? What did you do? Where did you go? Who did you see? And I was, I thought that that was helpful. I thought I was, I thought getting all of the information out and you just spewing it out will be helpful for you. Mm. But that's not how he needed time to process and, and go through all of, download all of the information that he had just acquired from you know, but you didn't get a lot of answers. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of brick walls. But what I've learned um, in our relationship is that when he's ready to talk about something, and it it will be a random trigger from a show or from somewhere we are, mm-hmm. and then it'll be an hour, an hour and a half of a story of of a, a scenario, and I, I just sit. I mean, I think about when people talk about like their grandfathers telling stories and they just sit and like listen in awe. I don't want to compare my husband to a grandfather. Sorry. Again, I, he's, <laughs> he not, he's not day. an old man. He will be one day. <laughs> uh, but, but really I just sit and just listen to all of it. And, um, and I look over and her eyes are just huge and I'm like, oh, I said too much. <laughs> all right, let's wind it back. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. But, um, and also knowing that I don't have a perspective really that um, is going to like equalize or come up to where he is. So I just listen. I don't offer <laughs> advice or, um, you know, try to give my perspective too much on what was right and what was wrong because I, I just recognize that I don't know because I wasn't in those certain mm-hmm. scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, the, that's the best answer. Yeah. That's, sometimes you just need to be heard. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend that for any military families, you know, going through that. So just good listeners. I'm a good listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And not taking up that responsibility of, of, 
a feeling like you should fix it. I mean, scripture says that, you know, we shouldn't rely on human flesh, that only God is the Savior and the one who can heals us. And yet there is this aspect of, you know, when you come home, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, repair that needs to go on mentally, emotionally, right. physically yeah. even. Um, how is it that you pursue that um, so that it doesn't become a burden um, to Stephanie or to your marriage? All right. So, I mean, a lot of it is self-repair um, because you, you, you got to want it. You know, there, there's a lot of military programs that help rebuild and reacclimate you to, you know, the civilian side, you mm-hmm. know, to try to get out of that, you know, the mindset. Um, so you, you have to want to take that in and you have to live it. I mean, you have to have faith, you know, that's going to guide you. Uh, you can't turn towards, uh, you know, you, you can't try to like self-medicate, you yeah, know, drinking or, mm-hmm. right. You know, I, I've been fortunate enough to not drink. So, I mean, that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to be open and have people there to listen and try not to fix something that, that can't be fixed, you know, until you're, until you're ready to fix it. Mm-hmm. So you can't force it. You need to right. allow it to, yeah, that's so good. Um, and having the patience mm-hmm. which on the other side of allowing that to happen. Um, even when, you know, like the moments you say, I can see that something's off. Yeah. Uh, can I be, um, well, loving and respectful enough to allow you to go through that process in the time period it requires for you to, even if that time frame isn't the time that I would set for yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so important. I, and I think for you as well, like knowing that these are, this is how this influences you and affects you, knowing how it is you're coping, knowing um, what it is that you're avoidant about, knowing um, what things you've put in place and when is the right time to deconstruct those so that now you can, now you've returned right to one another to work on those things together mm-hmm. um, in a marriage. And yet like there's always this delicate dance, right? That you're coming toward each other. It's like this reassurance and this trust really of each other that um, I, I trust that you're moving back toward me. Mm-hmm. I trust that you're doing the things necessary so that we can make the most of our time now that we're back in these scenarios. And so, you know, I know we're talking a lot about, um, you know, how do we enter back in? I think it's so important because I, I know that, um, gosh, if, if I go on a vacation, I come back to like <laughs> just back in my house, <laughs> you know, things have changed in a week. Um, I've just come off of an extended time of, of traveling and, you know, there was some acclimation for sure. Um, but can I trust that, you know, even when things get bumpy, even when um, things get a little tense, that we're still moving toward each other. Yeah. That's always the goal. And do I have a confidence in my spouse that I know he's doing what's necessary and he knows that I'm doing what's necessary. So talk about some of the other things that you've maybe implemented um, to help you like take that movement toward each other. Some just real practical things to help our, I always say, you know, we like to help our audience with the one, two, three, like what's like the real practical, here's what we had to do. Here's what we had to implement um, so that we can create this uh, space for us to grow toward each other. Hmm. Definitely time. You know, it's gonna, you need time for each other. Uh, we mm. purposely plan like family events, you know, spend time together. It's like re getting to know each other mm. and it's, it's like a first date all over again mm-hmm. and just uh, growing and falling in love with each other all over again. Mm. So good. Yeah. 
I think that's totally true. I think I've re-fallen in love with him every time. And it's always for something different, something that I probably didn't see as much before. Mm. Um, but as far as the practical goes, um, I think time together is huge. I think um, for us, it's um, physical touch. So like whether that's just holding hands or like um, holding hands in the car, because you get so used to being independent and mm. just doing things on your own and not needing that, yeah. um, that it's important to to be reminded that you you do need that. And, you know, there's no one else in this life that I'm going to get that intimacy from besides my husband, right? Um, so that, and then, um, gosh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Uh, communication, you know, just talking to each other. Yeah, um, keeping the lines always open. Right. And never, never putting divorce on the table. Right. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, we have, uh, obviously him being in the military for a long time and, and us being together for a long time, we have a lot of, um, friends that have started with us and that are no longer together or on right. their third or second or third wives at this mm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's easy to fall down that rabbit trail when you see every, a lot of other relationships falling apart because it is a hard lifestyle. Right. Um, but we don't entertain that at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's part of our respecting our covenant with God. Right. Yeah. Grass yeah. isn't always greener on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've come this far and you've you've conquered so many things already. Why wouldn't you uh, continue on? But I, you know, that's interesting that you say that, you know, it's kind of like you look at your uh, allies and they're falling to your right mm-hmm. and to your left. What lessons have you learned in that, that you've, you know, taken, um, uh, and implement it in your own marriage to help, uh, I guess, fortify your marriage from divorce or separation. I I'm sh- I don't know that this is the answer that you're looking for, but I know that it's the answer that my husband and I will both give, and it's yeah. because of our it's because of our faith. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, like you I have to put faith first. Yeah, yeah. That will guide you through everything. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, really, because if you don't have a covenant commitment, um, what you have is a contract, and a contract is written up so that you have a clause for a termination. Yeah, uh, and that is, everyone knows that's the if you're yeah, it's the most important part of a contract. And so, if you have that mindset from the beginning, like, and if this doesn't work out, and so you know, I, having that covenant commitment that. You know, we have um, made this vow to each other before God, right? Mm-hmm. God's holy ordinance that God has ordained this marriage, even in the tough times, even in the hard things, um, that we actually are submitting to one another and we're recommitting to that every day, um, every deployment, um, every year, every month, every change, every challenge. And and then looking for what are the things that I reap from this? So I love how you said, Stephanie, that each time you come back together, you see something new that you didn't appreciate before. Mm-hmm. It's probably because 
you did some growing on your own uh, when you were apart. And yeah. do I look at that as a negative and, well, you're not the same person that I married? Or do you see that as a, here's this opportunity to really honor this person in the place that they've grown in this area that I didn't have a part of, and yet I reap the benefits mm-hmm. of that versus I want things to be the same as they were. Um, the truth is that we sh- if we've remained the same, we're, we're saying that we're not growing and maturing anymore, right. but can we see and appreciate that in one another? And so tell me about ways that you've grown separately, that you've like come back together and gone, wow, you've really changed in this area, and I see how that benefits us both. Hmm. Oh. I'd say we're when we when we got into our relationship, we were both broken. Mm. Uh, we didn't have a lot going on, so I mean, it's it's amazing every day on where we're at and the growth that and we we reflect. Uh, we have our reflection sessions to see, you know, where we come from, what we have now, and where you know where we're going. And it's it's amazing to see, you know, God's work uh, on on how He's blessed us and where we're at and it helps us remember, you know, why we put God first, Mm. you know, um, it, I was trying to circle back around to, you know, like you said, what, when we look at other relationships, like our friends and stuff like that Mm. and like the falling out and, and I I can't put that, uh, I can put it in words, but I can't stress it enough that, you know, the one thing that everyone was lacking was Mm. faith. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that we put forward from day one, and like, and I don't even know how that even transpired, but because like I said, we were both broken. We were oh, both, yeah. you know, going directions. We didn't even know we were going. It was just random. And somehow we, you know, merged in one path. And yeah, since we put faith in God, uh, uh, we just continued to grow in it and just seeing how much our faith has grown yeah. mm-hmm. and the steps taken. And mm. it's cool for me because I go, when I leave, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I feel like I'm going backwards again, you know, because I'm going to different parts of the world that are, you know, way behind in technology and yeah. um, lifestyles. And then I come back and all of a sudden, like this, this, this are going on. And I'm like, whoa, you know, this is, this is awesome. Like, I didn't expect this, but yeah. okay, we're going to this church now. And uh-huh. this is, this is a, you know, super awesome. Like, yeah. And it just like, uh, I, I guess I, I'm, bad at putting in words, but uh, just seeing how we've grown in faith and what it's done in our lives. And I, I, I owe everything to that. Yeah. 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 I would say um, the biggest, it's funny. I feel like we are kind of are a broken record over here, <laughs> but uh, I, I would say that the biggest portion of my life that I grew in specifically this last deployment is definitely, you guessed it, my faith. <laughs> um, but really I having more time, um, in solitude, I guess. Um, and, and having more time to, um, I don't want to say commit, but, um, just invest maybe in, um, like reading my scripture and in investing in, um, friendships with mm. other godly people and, and being forced to, um, be supported by godly people. Mm. Um, that, so good. Yeah, I, I feel like that that's really propelled me during this last deployment. And so then when we when he came home and it was kind of like, whoa, this is what we're doing now. Okay, yeah. and um, we've 
we've created new habits um, at home when it comes to like reading and praying and all of that kind of stuff. Um, really pretty recently, I mean, in the last four, four-ish years. And uh, I think that's just changed our relationship with each other and and our relationship with the Lord. That's so good. Yeah, it's so good because that's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> According to God's holy ordinance, that when we actually uh, acknowledge that we're, it's the two of us, but like there's a, a trinity, there's a husband, wife, and God. And that when the element is missing, really we're missing that fortification of the relationship in any scenario. And yet, especially in uh, relationships where we face challenges that really exceed the norm that we, um, gosh, that we lean on him to actually fulfill us and complete us and to help us to grow. And we're not putting that expectation on another person. And so I could see how without that, we can look to each other to fulfill our needs and our desires Mm -hmm. and our hopes and our dreams. And when you have to continuously put that on hold or modify that um, because of the demands of of what you're facing, how there can be broken links, how there can be breakings and how that can feel overwhelming because, again, we're trying to hold the construct of the whole uh, union uh, without the strength um, and the wisdom and 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 the Holy Spirit guiding us without God himself who completes that for us and helps us and brings us. So, you know, if we we draw a triangle, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before in another episode, we draw a triangle with God at the top and there's the husband and the wife. The closer we get to God, the closer we get to each other. Mm-hmm. And the closer we get to him, the stronger that or that tighter that triangle becomes. And so there's less opportunity for that breaking. And so I love that that's your answer Um, because really, you know, I don't know that we were wise enough. Like when you talk about when you came together, how there are things you thought you knew you wanted, but you couldn't have put that together. That it almost feels like you fell into it a little Mm -hmm. bit. And really what that was, was God's guidance because he knew your heart and knew your mind. And yet even in that, even in the knowing there's still this like, well, this is how this has turned out as we grow closer to God, as we look to um, his word and what he says about things and how his order is, that really that leads us to a fruitful, um, secure life where there is honor and respect for the other. You can't get closer to God, not truly, without actually growing in honor and respect for one another because we see really um, the image of God in each other and we can appreciate and uh, be wowed and in awe and wonder of just what he does and what he does through us and how that really helps us to grow. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to just end with um, Ephesians 5.22, which says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And I think that's really the the substance of what you guys have been talking about that, you know, there's some things that we need to lay down. I need to submit um, all of the things in me uh, and and make this the priority because we're bringing ourselves under the authority of God and it's our faith that fortifies uh, our marriage and when we can uh, lay down our pride and, and our preconceptions and our expectations and really turn to God, um, then we turn to one another and grow in our relationship uh, with each other as so well. So uh, thank you so much, you guys, for coming on and talking about this, uh, for being so brave to take on this section of the vows. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know it could have been uh, a lot of different ways. And yet I so appreciate you coming and sharing your story um, and blessing others with, you know, how it is that you uh, giving them a window uh, into uh, how this looks. Um, now we're not going to picture Bo uh, as a drill sergeant all the time. <laughs> He's fun a fun guy. guy. <laughs> and Stephanie, we're going to talk about some things. <laughs> But thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. I appreciate you both. Thanks for having yeah, us. You. We yeah. love being here. Um, and so I hope you all have been enjoying this series on um, marriage. And we'll be wrapping up this series uh, next week uh, as we uh, talk about the last portion uh, of the vows. And uh, really that is... Um, as I look at my notes here, I don't have them memorized. I pledge thee my faith. And with us uh, will be uh, Pastor Sean and Sunny Hennessy wrapping up this series with us. Thanks so much for listening and uh, check out j2wholeness.org for more information about Journey to Wholeness and all of the resources and products that we offer. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for our relationship series. Do you have a question you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org. Please rate, review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at j2 underscore wholeness. The whole podcast is a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to equip you to face life's challenges. For more information about online resources, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats, visit our website at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org.